In 2015, Congress passed the Medicare Access and CHIP Reauthorization Act, or MACRA, which aims to move Medicare toward reimbursement that's based more on outcomes and value. Under the law, physicians who are not part of designated risk-sharing arrangements or otherwise exempted, will receive payments for Medicare services based on a merit-based incentive payment system, or MIPS. But whether the MIPS will ultimately improve the value of care has generated substantial controversy. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Gail Walensky, a Senior Fellow at Project HOPE. Dr. Walensky has written a perspective article about MACRA and the outlook for physician reimbursement. Dr. Walensky, you write in your article that Medicare system for physician reimbursement prior to MACRA represented what you call the opposite of a value-based system. So what were the problems with that arrangement, and how was MACRA designed to fix them? There were two different sets of problems with the relative value scale, which is what we had used before, combined with something called the sustainable growth rate. That was a spending limit that was geared to the growth in the economy. One of the problems was that the relative value scale reflected the estimated average amount of work effort a physician would use in providing a service with an adjustment for a practice expense. That's what us economists call an input-based system. That is, it reflects the time and effort and cost of providing a service, which is the opposite of an outcomes-based system where you look at the clinical value and efficacy of the system used. So that was one big problem. The second was that the aggregate spending limit meant that if spending by physicians collectively was greater than the desired rate of growth, all physicians took a haircut in their reimbursement. That is, their payments would be proportionately reduced. It was the worst form of collective guilt I can think of. So it wasn't that aggressive or poorly performing physicians would have a reduction in payment. It was everybody who provided services under Medicare. It was about as badly designed a system, given where we want to go today, as I could imagine. Are there data regarding how many physicians have decided to participate in designated risk-sharing arrangements under MACRA? And what are the arguments for participating versus another alternative payment model? Well, there are a couple different ways physicians can participate. The first is you don't have to participate if you don't have much involvement with Medicare. So the agency running Medicare has expanded the number of physicians who are exempt from having to have the performance metrics applied to them. And it's based on either the volume of patients that you see 200 patients, or the amount that you receive from Medicare Part B payments, which is a minimum of $90,000. And that will take out a lot of physicians. And then some have already joined risk arrangements where they are sharing both potential gains and potential losses with CMS, the agency running Medicare. And they are eligible for a 5% bonus as a result. It's the residual physicians that are now estimated to be not quite 40% of the physicians billing Medicare who would be subject to this other set of metrics where concerns have been raised about whether they're overly burdensome and whether they even are helpful either for clinicians themselves in indicating areas that need to be improved or for patients in helping them indicate the physicians they should want to see. So looking at that concern about the burden it places on physicians, you say in the article that in June 2017, which was two years after MACRA became law, 
The Medicare Payment Advisory Commission questioned whether the MIPS would actually improve the value of care and said that the burden might be too much. So what changed in those two years? Well, the rules were being developed as to how it would be actually implemented. The legislation itself wasn't passed until mid-year, midway through 2015. And then it was at least a year while the agency was putting together the various metrics that were being proposed with a lot of consultation from outside groups, clinicians, and physician groups, of course, as well as to precisely how to define what it would take. This has been a very political process that is getting buy-in by all the different groups of physicians that are affected and others as well. But it also was just working out through the actual rulemaking process, which is a rather time-consuming way to try to write the rules that implement legislation. And so it's always first the legislative language gets passed, And then how you actually implement it to make it work takes some time, frequently a year or two afterward. But MedPAC has been raising concerns for a while about whether or not the problems inherent in the legislation were so great as to not be able to be overcome, particularly the fact that the clinicians get to choose among a set of metrics that they're measured against and that some of the metrics are self-reported only. There's no independent reporting that is available. And that those, as well as the burden, I think, are what made MedPAC say, this is just not resolvable. You need to do something else. That's a pretty drastic statement, of course, to make a few months before the legislation is supposed to start in earnest. So what MedPAC has recommended is what they call a voluntary value program. What would that kind of program look like? The way they've described it, and one of the challenges is that it hasn't been fully fleshed out, so I will tell you as I understand it, but that's a to-be-developed area as well, is that physicians would have 2% of their Medicare payments withheld, and in order to get them back, It would depend on how they do on various performance-based metrics, how they do as part of a group, since one of the issues MedPAC has been concerned about is whether or not it's possible to have reliable numbers for physicians that practice either by themselves or maybe with one other individual. What they have suggested is a strategy that would rely on administrative claims data, which means the processing, the assessment, would be done by CMS rather than have to be done by the physician, and that there would either be real or virtual groups that would be evaluated on the basis of population-based performance measures, such as mortality or readmissions rates, or preventable admissions or readmissions, those types of things, and patient experience as well. It's an interesting idea. The intent is to reduce the burden on physicians because CMS would be actually calculating these values, but nobody's ever tried it. Nobody's been able to see how effective it appears to be in differentiating between different groups of physicians and whether or not CMS would even be able to process the data quickly enough to make it useful in terms of giving back the 2%. So while the idea is intriguing, it's hard to imagine that Congress would or should pass it in its present form as an alternative to the so-called MIPS or the 
performance metrics now for people who are not part of risk-based groups. My suggestion has been that there's an innovation center that was set up as part of the Affordable Care Act. They ought to be directed to finish whatever logic needs to occur in order to make it implementable, and then to try it as a pilot, and to at least see how administratively feasible it is, whether or not it's easy to put into effect, and whether the results seem to make some sense. And then Congress could decide whether or not that's really an alternative to consider in place of the MIPS as it's now defined. So finally, building off that, what do you think the chances are that Congress will make major changes to physician reimbursement under Medicare? And if it doesn't, what options are there for payment reform? The challenge for Congress is what we have seen all year, which is in a very closely divided Congress. The Senate is now 51-49 Republican majority. It's very hard to get the Congress to agree on almost any legislation unless it's what we sometimes call must-pass legislation, a budget bill, for example, or extending the debt ceiling. And so one of the challenges is that some of the changes that would need to occur would require legislation, and having it happen in time is no small matter. If the agency were to decide to try to test the MedPAC proposal. And if all that was being asked for the Congress to do would be to give the agency permission to slow down the adoption of penalties for those physicians who are not going to use the MIPS and are not otherwise exempted so that they are not part of larger risk-taking groups, they're not excused from the rules and would by law face potentially a penalty in 2019, that the agency could be given the discretion to give them another two years before they are subject to a penalty. That kind of what we sometimes call rifle shot legislation, very narrow, very focused legislation, granting the agency authority, assuming that people think this would be a good idea in the Congress. That's not so hard to do. To actually rewrite in any significant way the macro legislation, which had a lot of bipartisan support, would be very difficult, especially because there's really not clear agreement about what the replacement should be. And in fact, most of the medical groups and the hospital association, while they agree that there are some real problems with how the metrics are being defined for the physicians that are not part of risk-based groups, They don't want to blow up what we have now. It took a long time to get this alternative in place. Their attitude has been, try to fix it, don't blow it up. MedPAC has said, it's not fixable, you need to do something else. Part of it may depend on what do you call a fix and how much could you move toward what they're contemplating in terms of MedPAC over time rather than just delete uh, one part of the language and substitute another. As I've said, you really can't ask Congress to put into law what MidPAC has suggested since nobody knows what it would look like and whether it would work. That's just not going to happen. Thank you, Dr. Walensky.